0: Yes, this is The
1: the Relevant Podcast. It's episode 1,126, and it's The Relevant Podcast. Here in Orlando, I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and joining me from Loverland, Virginia, it's Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. From Nashville, Tennessee, it's artist, producer, mogul, Derek Miner. Hello, what it do? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what up, though? <doe? laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's great. And from uh, also in Nashville, our managing editor, downtown Emily Brown. Hey, y'all. Marty is out one more time. He's probably out finishing up his Christmas shopping. Have you guys finished your Christmas shopping? Mm-hmm.
2: I have not, but I've entered the season of like White Elephant and gift exchanges. And so I already have the regift file going you know, oh, like gosh. the stuff that you end up with are like, oh, sweet, uh, a Target gift card. I can give this to so and so. You know,
1: um, whenever yeah. I, I go to the family Christmas, which it's like oh, mom, dad, brother, maybe an aunt, I always have to put a couple other Starbucks gift card and a mug type thing in the trunk because you don't know what other relatives might show up, and then you don't want to be the, you know, I, you got some for this aunt, but not that aunt. So yeah, I'm with mm-hmm. you. I've I'm i been amassing those uh, regift things too for the random family members. See, yeah. I forgot about yeah, that because I, I was
3: going to confidently say, oh, yeah, I've got all my Christmas shopping done and now I'm realizing I probably need to get some generic gifts you're gonna run into for whoever people. shows up yeah. on Christmas Day.
2: Yep. Yeah, I, I, I'm a big fan of re culture, you know, because it's generally because it's generally like a gift card these days if you're going to get yeah. re-gifted or yeah. it's something like that, that you know has mass appeal because you ended up with it at like a a, a, a white elephant exchange. You know what I mean? Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. It's I just feel like it, it's sort of it's like playing uh, musical chairs. You want to be the last one with that thing. You want to be oh, the last Christmas party in the in the in the or the or the last gift exchange because you know all the gift cards that were passed around. You're getting the good ones. You know what I mean? Or at mm-hmm. least you're getting something.
1: You know because yep. they're the purchase with the widest appeal. It's simple, you know? I remember when we had staff ones. Do you remember the ones where like the design team would forget about our white elephant and so they would Do you remember that one time somebody gave meat? They went down to the corner the <laughs> yeah, great the grocery test. store and they they got a steak and wrapped it in newspaper and it was like soggy. Yeah, like it was great. under the tree. I had a black <laughs> eye that day and just popped it right on. <laughs> popped it, it right uh, on. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. I haven't bought one thing yet, so uh, I I have checked to make sure that the things I'm thinking of have are still in stock and on Amazon and stuff. So I'm all right. I'm all right yeah. right now. So
3: you say I'll that. take care of it in the next we'll couple
1: of days. I'll take care of it. Listen, you're talking to the person who like I don't have Cohen on Christmas Eve, so Christmas Eve is a shopping day for me. Oh so gosh. I am the guy at Target buying presents on Christmas Eve because eh, I have a day to kill. Why not? Okay. All right, well, let's move the show along. We have a great show in store. Uh, Drew Holcomb joins us. Uh, he has some Christmas music out. Uh, we're a big fan of his. And at the end of the show, you don't want to miss it. We're counting it down. It's the ultimate Christmas movie bracket. We are March Madnessing Christmas movies. We are going to name the all-time best movie ever. Uh, you don't want to miss that. And I'm sure you'll completely agree with every decision we come up with as, as we go. Usually how it works. Yeah. All right, but stay tuned up next. It's slices. The I was- listening to earl st Clair, the song is christmas without you and yes you can find it on our spotify playlist it's a very relevant christmas go subscribe
4: season four of the chosen is in theaters now and the reviews that count are in
3: amazing did not disappoint
0: glory of emotions it was powerful heartbreaking uplifting
3: you have got to come and see it it is a message for everybody i highly recommend that you come out and see the chosen season four
4: episodes one through three of the chosen season four are in theaters till February 14th so visit the and get your tickets now that's the for tickets today
1: okay it's time for slices what do you have Jesse all right well Oxford University
2: Press who I think considers themselves the uh, gatekeepers for modern language has officially named the 2023. Word of the year. Now, there were a lot of finalists, and this year they did something different and let people give feedback online about what they think the word of Who the voted? year should be. It was, yeah, it, it was a hybrid though. It was
1: Bodie like McBoatface. <laughs>
2: it, it, was, it was votes mixed with their linguistic experts. Uh, got it. Anyway, got it. so I'm going to name some of the finalists, and you guys to okay. tell me around the table what you think. The, the word of the year was. Uh, Swifty. I think we all know. I think we heard that a lot this year. Uh, yeah, fan, an enthusiastic fan of singer Taylor Swift, as they defined it. Uh, de-influencing, which is the the, the practice of uh, discouraging people from buying a particular product or, or something like that. Um, beige flag. Uh, that one I saw a lot, which is you know not quite a red flag. Uh, Riz, Uh, The the word that's short for charisma um, and it's sort of, you know, a romantic charm, Uh, heat dome, which is the weather uh, uh, term and prompt, again, sort of a technical term, parasocial. And this is um, designated a relationship characterized by one sided, unreciprocated sense of intimacy felt by a viewer fan or follower and then finally this is my least favorite situationship um, yeah. I think that's uh, everyone's least favorite I don't, I don't think we needed to find out of those Derek what do you think the word of the year was risk all my kids talk about is risk it gotta be risk all right uh, uh, Emily what do you think
3: uh I think it also might be Riz. I've just because I feel like I've heard that more this year. Like the other words, I'd heard them before. I this is the yeah. year of Riz.
2: Cameron, what what if you had to think of what the word of the year would would be? Swifty. That's
1: what it should have been. in, the, in my world, in my world, based <laughs> on what the what I'm exposed to during every workday, Swifty. For sure. And you're welcome. (laughs) She she is the person of the year, so you're not that far off. But the word of the year,
2: in fact, is Riz. Um, Derek, you're right. All the kids are saying it, man. Um, Look, my son calls himself the Rizzler. That's a good (laughs) one. See, what's funny
5: to me is like,
1: I.
3: (laughs) Does anyone else call him Rizzler?
1: No, just him. (laughs) Slang is interesting to me because it's almost like, it's like Abercrombie. Like in a certain era, Abercrombie was cool with the 20 somethings. Then it became cool with the college kids. So it wasn't cool with 20 somethings. Then it became cool with the high school kids. Then it wasn't the college kids. Then the middle school kids. And then Uh the brand died. Now I know it's back, but it took 10 years or whatever. Slang is like that too. Like, Uh I feel like a couple people were like doing Riz Riz. And then now like kids are saying it. And so nobody actually says it anymore. Because mm-hmm. middle school kids are saying it, you know. What I'm saying? I have a question. Well, by the time Karen.
5: it gets to the dictionary, it's it's cooked. Like it's, yeah, it's, it's cooked right yeah. it's, it's as an done. actual. By the time it gets yeah. there, it's well,
1: done. yeah, the Oxford Dictionary.
2: But that being said, Cameron, I, feel free to cut this. It hits a little ho- close to home. But I'd be interested in talking to your parents because, as people know, Riz is short for the word charisma. Charisma, and that's right. I feel I feel like there's a rebranding opportunity that could really put them on the map. for their Riz, magazine. Riz Magazine. I think a lot of people would be shocked. I think a lot of people will be shocked yes. when they receive their subscription and find out what the content yes. actually is. But it's the word of the year.
5: Look, no, you just make Riz it for it. Make, make it for the, the kids. Make it for the kids. This is
2: like... But don't change the you. actual yeah, magazine. I'm magazine. surprised the
1: church hasn't adopted this because, you know, Charisma for their magazine came from Charisma And, you know, charismatic, you know, I'm sure some youth pastor
3: at a charismatic church has made this his whole personality. Listen, the
2: the
1: etymology of the
2: word is is sound. That's what I'm saying. But tell them to do a big marketing campaign about Riz magazine, but don't change the content at all. So so that when subscribers (laughs) received it. So Greg Locke is on the cover. Yeah, of Riz it's magazine. Like a big yeah. Jesse Duplantis <laughs> f- feature. <laughs> Which honestly, for Riz magazine kind of checks out. <laughs> right? Kind of works. Yeah. yeah. yeah Creflo the, Dollar yeah. Riz magazine. Yeah,
1: it kind of works. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Op- I'll pass you can it along. Throw it out there. I, I here's the my, the other barometer of slang versus the Oxford dictionary As you said you mentioned my parents. I was like, I can guarantee you my parents have not once in their life heard the word Riz. You know what not I mean? Once. Like mm. Yet we're saying it's so passe that it's made it into the dictionary and kids are saying it. I guarantee you, my parents have never heard it, not once. So I don't know. You said they look. It, uh, a lot has changed, bro. My a parents lot,
5: a said, lot has changed. You, you not never heard your, 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 da- your dad might. Your dad might call himself the Rizzler.
1: Hey, you know what I'm saying? He, he might going to suggest this be- at Christmas. <laughs> your da- your, I, this morning. I am like, going to up, educate Rizler? them. I'm going to educate them about Riz. I'm going to give them Jesse's suggestion, just free, but just again, but out.
2: again, tell them to market it, but do not reveal in the marketing campaign, the concept. Not that I have anything against it. Dude, I'm the youth saying, of
1: America would freak out. There's, there's oh, a Riz, Riz magazine. I'm going to okay, check it out. Yeah, I love it. And then and then all these twelve-year-olds <laughs> subscribe, <laughs> and it's Jesse Duplantis on the cover. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Let's do it. I'm going to tell them on Christmas morning, Dad, here's a free gift for you from yeah, Jesse Carey. No, just so. say this is your gift, Dad, this year. This is... <laughs> and you, Mom. Freeze. And honestly, the future of our family. Yeah. our love your legacy is now in the hands of the Oxford Dictionary. All right. Emily, what do you have?
3: Um, We have to talk about this crazy study that came out recently that talked about how... Americans are more trusting of A.I. and the Internet than their actual doctors.
1: (laughs) That's Derek Miner right there.
3: (laughs) What are you talking
5: about? It's Derek. (laughs) <laughs> That's Derek,
1: Derek's getting his medical advice from from Chat GPT. No, I'm getting my medical advice from my wife, the pharmacist. Now, your buddy. wife, the doctor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah the, the, uh... Okay, Emily. What are the stats on this? This is because that seems very novel to me. This is like you said, the majority of Americans.
3: It's not quite look the... to the
1: internet more than.
3: It's really not the it's it's about one in two though it's a, it's roughly around like fifty percent. So the fact that. One in two Americans are turning either to AI or just a Google search engine in general, looking for symptoms um, or diagnoses. Uh, but yeah, it was like 53% of them said that they would trust AI's treatment plans and um, prescription advice over a doctor. Like they would rather go to AI and the Internet oh, before so. they went to a doctor. Now, uh, about- I don't
1: trust <laughs> ChatGPT GPT to write a book report. I don't want to map out my <laughs> cancer treatment plan. Yeah. Like that's crazy.
3: But that's what a lot of people are doing. Now it does seem of the people who go to AI, about 80% of them also will go to a doctor to confirm things. So they're getting there eventually, but it's just wild that they would, that there is at least a portion that just goes to AI and is like, okay, well, then I'll just go, you know, do this over the counter medicine or something like that. Um, and I just want to say, you know the internet is a lot of great things but doctors go to school for literal years chat gpt has been around for one year so let's just maybe let's just maybe make that doctor's appointment okay that's all i'm trying to say
2: i really don't want to go to another <laughs> I PM, the yeah, side yeah. uh, let me say this the other side I'm gonna, I'm gonna, it depends on the symptoms am i right guys i mean no. so, so i have to have a go to the doctor it's like i could have told you that you know like I just I'm just here for the prescription for give me the z pack You know, I could have told you that's what I needed. Or you maybe drive all the way out here and have you stethoscope. What are you ascertaining from the stethoscope? I'm telling you, I'm telling you I'm coughing. Yeah, I I believe. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry.
3: I do think I think there are certain things that, yeah, it's like, hey, I have like a a slight cough. What could I take to get rid of that? That's fine. But there's. There are times, like, I mean, I've used WebMD as most Americans have.
2: Mm.
3: I one time it told me I had I had been poisoned. Like, that was one of my options. Yeah. Wow. That's, yeah. So that's why I'm like, ah, maybe I should have gotten a doctor consultation.
1: And every treatment plan, everybody is different, you know? So it's like, Chat GPT or one size fits all solutions is not. Anyway, people, come on, come. So I'll
5: see. say I'll say this as a as a the recovering uh, conspiracy theorist, as as Cameron would say, and <laughs> as a but I'm all, like I said, my wife is a doctor, so um, here's the truth: doctors are just practicing medicine. So, but they have much more practice than you. <laughs> like <laughs> that's a good way to put it just because the doctor is just practicing medicine and they're a human being that's administering that like these are people that you know have been to school they've been doing this for you know some 20 30 you know years so it just—it's illogical to just be like, you know what? I'm gonna take precedence and pull up ChatGPT and AI. Who's? Mm-hmm. I mean, if, if you ever try to make an AI video, you see what mm-hmm. it does. It makes everything liquidy and weird. So it's it like does not guys, understand like, humans. Yeah it doesn't understand humans it doesn't even know how to make a human eye right so like guys like they are just they are human they are just practicing medicine but they have much more practice than you it's the same thing with michael jordan he misses shots but it is michael jordan like these guys are <laughs> professionals <laughs> they they Boy. do what they do they don't always do it right so but what happens in our sensational society is when a doctor makes a mistake the first thing we want to do is say, "Well, all doctors don't know what they're doing." No, that doctor might have just made a mistake, or it, you know, you might have had a bad. And then, on, not all doctors are created equal. So, I think definitely you need to make sure you find a capable doctor, right? But mm-hmm. let's not trust Chat GPT and TikTok influencers with right. your most important thing which is your body like it makes yeah. sense to have a specialist help you out right that's the simple. i trust
1: i trust tiktok influencers with my body <laughs> all right uh what do you have derek
5: super quick so uh avatar three four and five is about to come out james cameron what? is working on that yes i didn't i had no clue that there's that he has plans all the way up to a fifth one but
1: I thought there was three. It's five.
5: Yeah, five. Are we going to be
1: like ninety-eight years old by we the time the fifth one comes out? Well, yeah. so he
5: says the fourth one was already. I think he said the third one is already pretty much shot. They shot it six months before the second one came out, so they're okay. kind of ahead. He said the reason why the second one took so long is because of the
2: pandemic. But now he says okay. we're
5: on a more manageable well, schedule.
2: I I question that a little bit because the first one came out like 15 <laughs> years ago. Yeah. yeah, True that,
5: true that, true that, true that. But, you know, I think maybe maybe it was because of the success. He may not have intended for that. So he probably had to go back in the lab and figure out, you know, where does the story go from here? So he, he, he has plans all the way up to the fifth one. So for but all of I you that love the Navi, it'll be a good day.
3: I think the fifth one is scheduled to come Navi. out sometime in the 2030s.
2: Which is just wild
3: that oh, we're making oh plans God. that far ahead. That's
1: crazy. Uh, that's a lot, but, bro.
2: but I love too. I love he he blamed the pandemic two years ago for a sequel that took fourteen years to to, to be released. That is
5: yes. <laughs> for sure.
1: Well, there you go. That'll do it for slices. Buy your tickets now. You can pre-order today for uh, the debut of Avatar Five. But just to
2: let you know there might be a pandemic uh, twelve years from now. It might hold this thing up. So. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, pre-order now Alright, stay tuned up next Drew Holcomb joins us
3: yeah. funny take the sun and turn the
1: Listen to 116, Tadashi cast, no big deal. The song is Oh Come. Hey, if you like this podcast, but you might like it better if there were no ads, you can do that. Head over to relevantmagazine.com and sign up for Relevant Plus. For just a couple bucks a month, you get this podcast ad-free. You get ad-free unlimited reading at relevantmagazine.com, including the full podcast and magazine archives. Our beautifully designed digital issue and a little more. Uh, check out all the info right there on the Relevant Plus tab at RelevantMagazine.com. Well, our guest today is Drew Holcomb. He's a lead singer of Drew Holcomb and the Neighbors, uh, who is heading out on tour with his wife, Ellie Holcomb, early next year. Uh, we talked to him about their Christmas shows that are going on right now, uh, his new music, and how he balances pursuing his career goals and personal ones. Here's our conversation with Drew Holcomb.
0: They-
3: So I know you're getting ready for the neighborly Christmas show that you do every year with Ellie. How did you guys start that tradition?
4: Well, it honestly started about 18 years ago. Ellie and I were just, we decided kind of on a, on a whim to make a Christmas record. And we went in with our, our band and cut the entire thing in two days. And we thought, well, if we've got a little Christmas record, maybe we should do one show. And so we, we did, did like a variety show here in Nashville for a couple of years. And then we took four or five years off from it. And about 10 years ago, we decided to bring it back and it's just become this sort of random fun annual tradition and we do one in nashville and, and one in my hometown of memphis and yeah they sell out every year in these big beautiful theaters and we get to have a, just a great time playing a, kind of a mixture of christmas music uh stuff from from our catalog and then from ellie's as well
1: awesome
3: do you have like a favorite part of the show
4: well ellie does my favorite part of the show is um every year ellie does oh holy night with just her and nathan um on guitar and it's sort of a showstopper and then i do this really ridiculous um version of run run rudolph where i (laughs) dance around the stage like an idiot and um yeah those are my two favorite moments and they're sort of on opposite ends of the uh of the christmas spectrum
3: yeah but i kind of love that you're that you have all of the emotions of christmas um
4: yeah it's great and it's terrible right it's uh, <laughs> the the chaos of the holiday the emotion of the holidays it's, yeah it's, it's an all-encompassing thing
3: yeah are you guys big christmas people
4: ellie is like um sort of the human embodiment of elf <laughs> so yeah she's a big christmas person and i'm a i like christmas but sometimes i can be a little bit of a of a stooge so
3: um, yeah. Again, Scrooge.
4: I say stooge <laughs> I, I meant was Scrooge, That's
3: I was thinking about that. I was like, I'm I so don't funny. know that one.
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Scrooge. Sorry. <laughs> Ellie's, Ellie's <laughs> in the passenger seat, laughing at me right now.
3: Um. Also, hi Ellie. I don't know if she can hear this, but please tell her
4: I say hi. No, so she can't tell. She's saying hello. Hi. Good to see you.
3: Good to see you. Um. You know, I would love to know, like, how. What's it like to get to work with Ellie? Because, you know, I know y'all were in a band together for so long and then you'll have your separate careers. So what's it like to come back together?
4: Yeah, it's really fun. I mean, it's really been great that we've got our kind of gone our separate ways now for almost um, 11 years and creatively we're very different, uh, but we also are probably each other's biggest fans. And so when we get to come back together in February to do our shows together for, you know, that one kind of run every year, and then these Christmas shows are really the only things we do together. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, I think it, Ellie brings a lot of, um, sort of a youthful and playful spirit to the room, everywhere she goes. And, but also is very, like a, a, an incredibly serious artist. So it's a great, it's a great combination. Um, I'm probably one of the only people who's not intimidated uh, by her, so that's nice, you know. Most everybody's intimidated by how good she is.
3: Good answer, good answer. Um, yeah. You know, speaking of family, I did want to talk about the new song you released um, because it's yeah. it's all about um, you know your kids. I played it for my mom actually before this, and she was sobbing. So,
4: um, <laughs> sorry about that. You still don't like doing what you're told, but I guess that's okay. Cause pretty soon you'll be 21 out on the town just having fun. But I'll still remember you, my son, from way
3: back when. You know, well, I'm curious, like, were you able to get through that song without crying?
4: No, definitely not. (laughs) Uh, I I mean, my friend, I wrote it. He he has a small child. I have three. And. Yeah, we were just got to talking about how quickly it goes, and then we were also talking about we're at the stage where our parents are getting older, and you know, kind of looking at both sides. There's, it's a bit emotional, and I feel like it's kind of getting away from you. So we didn't, we didn't even make it through writing the song without crying, much less performing it. I had to record it five or six times and take piecemeal takes because. Um, different parts of the song kind of got to me each time so <laughs> yeah I mean it definitely makes me cry too I made some jokes about how like it's not a great song to release in the streaming era of music cause it's not a song that people want to listen to over and over and over again because it's, it's, it's sort of a, a tearjerker
3: yeah it's one that you listen to you kind of got to sit with Um yeah, yeah you're not you're not it's not on repeat uh it's a great song though i do want to clarify that um thank you thank you and you know and i know it's your first one that you released since your album came out earlier this year is there going to be more music coming or was this just something that inspired you in the moment
4: yeah when we wrote when we recorded the record um we recorded 22 songs so we put out 11 of them and we're going to release another 10 um uh, the full details of that are sort of TBD, but basically um, it's going to be kind of a volume one, volume two story. So we're in the middle of, of finishing the, the sort of recordings and, of the second round and getting those ready for, for release over the next year.
3: That's exciting. Um, do you all have a release date yet on that or you're still figuring that out?
4: Uh, we, we, we're tentative, but we haven't quite nailed it. But we're going to try to start leaking more songs out probably here in February or March i feeling mighty fine this morning. I got good music on my radio. Uh,
3: I do actually want to go back really quickly. Speaking of family, you know, you were talking about uh, just kind of like that reflection time. And I was talking with a friend yesterday who recently became a new parent uh, this year and is already feeling the tension between being a good parent and pursuing their career and dreams and I know that that's something you and Ellie have been doing for years do you have any advice for parents that are starting that journey
4: yeah I think you got to put as much intentionality into your parenting as you do into chasing your career dreams there's plenty of room for both but they're going to overlap there's going to be tension and sometimes you know your career is going to have to give a, a bit and sometimes your expectations of your own parenting have to give a bit um, and so I think there's a, there's a, there's a, there's sort of a fine line. The thing that I love that my dad did and my grandfather did, or I grew up down the street from, was they had all these various passions and dreams, some of which were work related somewhere, and, and it figured out how to bring their kids into that. You know, so for us, that's, you know, it's really hard to take three kids on the road and it's more expensive, but sometimes we just do it because we need to. we don't do it all the time we do it sometimes you know if we're going to do something fun on the road you know sometimes i'll take emilu with me or especially as they get older it's a little easier because they can kind of they can kind of roll you know um but yeah i mean that's one of the reasons ellie got off the road was because we were traveling in a van 100 days a year and it felt like sort of a not a great situation to have a a, a six-month-old riding around in a car seat for three to seven hours a day (laughs) yeah um, and just needed some space. Um, so you know sacrifices were made, but then she found another path of her own in that season. So I, I think it's definitely possible to pursue your dreams in your career while still being a good parent. You just have to recognize that sometimes one or two, either or both of those things are gonna, um, are gonna have to give.
3: Yeah, I have. I like I said, I just have a lot of friends who are le- starting to navigate that journey and. It's interesting to see it happen
4: yeah and that's I think that's part of like everybody goes through that regardless of what your dream is you know you gotta always make those choices between people and career and try to meld them as much as possible but also there's going to be some sacrifice on both sides Hark the herald, angels sing, glory to the newborn king
3: well, what are you looking forward to on when you go on tour in February?
4: Yeah, we, we're gonna, Ellie and I are going to put out some new songs that we've been working on. So playing those new songs will be really fun. I mean, the, one of my favorite things about this tour with Ellie is that we, we do two sets. There's no opener. So we get, to, we get to play a lot of songs. But then we typically, towards the sort of end of the night, we start taking requests. And you just never know what's going to happen. So every night is different. And it's, it's a fun challenge because people will yell out songs that we haven't played in years. And sometimes we'll try to pull them off. And Sometimes it doesn't go very well. We just get turns into a bit of a comedy routine, but um, it's fun to, to not know what's going to happen at that point in the show. And that's the only, that's the only tour we've ever done that for.
3: Is there a stop that you're really looking forward to this year?
4: Yeah. Well, so after the tour with Ellie in February, um, we'll spend April and May on the with the band doing, doing sort of the big, the big cross country all over the place tour. Um, it's 32 shows in 45 days, I think. And we're playing a lot of sort of great historic venues, places like the 930 Club in DC and uh, the Fillmore in San Francisco and House of Blues in Chicago, which is one of the original House of Blueses. And then we end the tour with two nights of the Ryman. So I basically said, told my agent, I want to play all my favorite rooms in one tour. And that's what we're doing. And so I think it's going to be a really, a really meaningful and fun kind of way to close out this this find your people tour, which this song has had more legs kind of than any song we've ever put out. And so it's just created, you know, we've got to play the Macy's parade. We're doing Jimmy Kimmel again. We've got to do all sorts of neat stuff that we haven't done before or that we haven't done in a long time. And, um, this tour I think will be a nice sort of end cap on this season of this song and, and this record.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned the Macy's day parade. Cause I wanted to ask, how was that experience?
4: It was honestly really fun. I mean, my first time to lip sync, you know, so that was kind of hilarious. But the the performance piece was fun. But the, really the fun part was the parade. You start uh, by the Natural History Museum in New York, which is on the Upper West Side. And you go down Central Park West then Central Park South and down Sixth Avenue. And everywhere you look, the, there's an eight, 15-person deep crowd. And everybody's just so kind of happy to be there. It's just sort of the best of humanity. And it feels very... Um, Sort of, sort of hope-inducing, you know, and mm-hmm. kind of to see the best of people, and people are yelling out, everything's people that do know our music that are yelling, "Hey, Drew, or I'm from Memphis, or I'm from Nashville," or people that are like, "Who are you guys?" <laughs> 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 and then people yelling out lyrics and stuff like that. So it's, uh, it's a, it's a, is a very unique event that I'd never really thought about doing, and then doing it was really satisfying want to
1: give them second birth That was Drew Holcomb. Go check out Drew Holcomb and the Neighbors' Christmas album. It's an oldie, but it's a goodie. You don't want to miss that. And they have a new single as well while you're over there getting the Christmas album. Check out the new single as well. Okay, stay tuned up next. We pick it. Top Christmas movie of all time. You're listening to Charles Bradley. Uh, The song is Mary's Baby.
0: What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Shopify.
1: All right, uh, we're going to do this as fast as we can because there's a lot of Christmas movies, but we are going to take it on. We are going to name the ultimate Christmas movie. It's the ultimate Christmas movie bracket. Here we go. We have basically four categories. Uh, We have kind of classics. This is a little bit more of a mishmash, miscellaneous classic or or category, but it's primarily classics. There's a couple things in there that aren't. Uh, Then there's the comedy category. Then there's the rom-com, romance category. And then there's... Kind of the kids' family movie category. So, um, and then kind of the final four will be the champ from each of those. So here we go. Uh, we're just going to debate it. We're going to name it. And uh, here we go. First up, going against each other, it's a wonderful life or miracle on 34th Street?
2: Neither. Can both of them Don't lose? I'll stop it. I'll take life. miracle on 31st Street.
1: Oh. See, I, I'm, I'm, then I'm a tiebreaker. I'm going to go it's a wonderful life as well. I'm going to go
2: miracle on, uh, yeah. I'm going to go Miracle on 31st Street just since it's not black and white because black and white more movies are It was boring.
1: colorized. It was shot in black and white. All right. Uh, yes, I'll give it to you. All right. Uh, a Christmas story or Noel? Noel being the one with um, Anna a Kendrick. more recent one. Anna Kendrick. Yeah, it was good. Christmas it was really good. But
3: well, if you have to, to be, yeah, give a caveat of what it is, I think it's got to be a Christmas story.
1: a Christmas story. Okay. Yeah, Christmas story is classic, classic. All right. Yeah. Scrooge or a Muppet's Christmas Carol? Scrooged. Scrooged.
2: Oh, go with I'm the going Muppets, with
5: Muppets, Muppets
3: but I'm Christmas. good with
5: Scrooged. Hey, look, you stay, stay your ground, stay your ground. You ain't got to go with. I mean, I, I right. would prefer
2: Muppets, but Bill, Bill Murray, Bill Murray, Murray versus the Muppets. Come on now.
1: you right. but, <laughs> but it's a, a good point. Point. Uh, it, Muppets Bill Christmas Carol holds up really Be well. Bill anyway. Murray. Okay. Spirited, which is the Will Ferrell, Ryan Reynolds musical that came out last year on Apple TV. Spirited or White Christmas? The classic Bing Crosby. Why Christmas
2: white gotta Christmas got to be white. I'm going to go White Christmas cuz I watched Spirited not knowing I'm it was a musical.
1: Spirited. <laughs> spirited. All right, next next uh, on, uh, <laughs> next category. Christmas Vacation. Christmas Vacation, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation or Four Christmases?
5: You know the answer here, bro. You, I don't even know why you yeah, you, gotta you gotta know be it's Christmas, Christmas vacation, vacation, bro. <laughs> yeah. You know
2: the answer here. Or Christmas is good, but it's not a classic. I know, but classic. I feel I put I feel like yeah. you put a one seed with like a three-seed here. But bro, anyway. this,
1: yeah. yeah, this this they was cooked before they even started. The Jim Carrey live action, How the Grinch Stole Christmas from 2000, or Elf. Elf. Elf, not close. Not even close. Uh Friday after next or Christmas with the Cranks? I'm going with my boy Q. <laughs> it's Friday, gotta be Friday. Bro, be Friday, Friday after, after, next. after next. bro. <laughs> Are you serious over Christmas? All right. <laughs> I didn't think I Christmas was good. Doubt, <laughs> yeah. It was not. Oh, I did. Typical. I mean, it was like, you know, it's fine. Friday I, after a, next was uh, not
5: typical. A crackhead stole the Christmas tree.
1: <laughs> last holiday. Last holiday or office Christmas party. The one with Jason Bateman and you know, it's off Office Christmas, Christmas party or last holiday.
3: Last holiday. I love Queen Latifah. I miss her. Oh, I do rec- Last holiday, I thought that was her movie. I thought
2: I, I don't recall, it, but it's Queen. Film. So I'll give it. She's to She's going to die, so yeah. she
1: goes and cashes in all of her retirement money on an epic Done you know, Queen Latifah you know, don't vacation. Miss. She's
5: good and everything. She falls
1: in love and ends up. No, I'm not going to tell the end. All it's right, great. All right, new category. This is the rom com category. Although Last Holiday was pretty much a rom com. Um, the Holiday or Love Actually. This is
3: tough holiday. for me. But I'm going to go holiday.
5: I'm going to go with whatever
1: Emily says.
3: That's the right answer, Next Derek. Next
1: one, the, f- the Family Stone or Die Hard? Die Hard, no question. Die hard. Okay,
3: I'm going to go Family Stone, no surprise. Whatever.
1: <laughs> I don't want to be depressed, sorry. While you were sleeping, <laughs> uh, or the Princess Princess Switch, which I don't know what that one is. Uh, while you're I'm sleeping
3: sleep. definitely the better one
2: yeah we'll okay, go while you're sleeping cool. <laughs>
1: alright last one in this category last Christmas or the best man holiday uh, is last that... Christmas the Lindsay Lohan one
3: no uh, last Christmas nah. is the one with Amelia Clark uh, it came out like a few years ago she like it, there's like an angel involved wasn't that great best man, man, man holiday is the yeah. best All right,
1: let's go. go, best, best man. man holiday Alright, next category. This is the family f- ones. The Santa Claus or the Polar Express? I'm Santa going Claus. Santa Claus. Polar Great. Express scares me. Uh, Frosty the Snowman, the classic 1960s animated one. Frosty the Snowman or Jack Frost? Jack Frost. The one with March, Frosty the Snowman. Jack Frost. <laughs> I'm going Jack Frost. Really? Oh, yeah. I'm surprised by that. i right. sure, man. Jingle All the Way or a Charlie Brown Christmas? Jingle All the Way.
3: Charlie Brown Christmas. Charlie Brown.
1: Charlie Brown. Okay. Last one in this category. Home Alone or Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? Home the Alone. The alone. Nation, Home, Home alone. alone. Not even close. Obviously. Not even close. Qu- okay. Next round. Round two. Here we go. Wonderful Life or A Christmas Story? Christmas Story. Christmas Story. Christmas story. Interesting. Okay. Next one. Scrooged or White Christmas? Scrooged. Really? Yeah. I so like White worry, Christmas man. better, but again i do too but we all, it's two to one on that on y'all all right uh next category uh national lampoon's christmas vacation or elf oh I, no elf. i hate seeing elf go so early but it's elf. gotta christmas be vacation. christmas vacation elf.
2: both classics of the genre
1: but i am flabbergasted christmas
2: vacation's probably gonna win i mean it's untouchable
1: i mean next one is friday after next or the last holiday Friday. Friday.
2: I'm going to say yeah, last holiday because again, I love Queen
3: Latifah, but whatever. Sorry, Queen.
5: I love okay, you. Okay, next one.
1: The Holiday the Christmas tree. Or Die Hard. The die Holiday hard. or all the die, holiday? Hard. Please die Hard? Let the easy. Holiday die easy. Hard. Die <laughs> nice. Hard,
3: man. So uh, this sorry.
1: Hurts. Emily, it's over with.
3: This hurts so deeply.
1: While you were sleeping or the best man holiday?
3: Best man holiday.
1: Okay, yeah. yeah. I, I ain't yeah, really. Yeah, I'll go fun, Best Man but, Holiday. Yeah, sure, for sure. The fact that the best man holiday made it past Elf is sickness. Well, <laughs> I right. fro-
5: it is a travesty to mankind. <laughs>
2: well, it's going up against
1: <laughs> Die Hard next round, so good luck. All right. The Santa Claus or Jack Frost? Santa Claus. Santa Claus. Santa Claus. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, oh, here we go. Charlie Brown Christmas or Home Alone? Home, Home alone, alone. I can't believe right, Brown Charlie
5: Brown. Brown Elf against. Yeah. You had the playoffs. In the first round with Elf
1: and Christmas Vacation. That's the worst. You know what I'm saying? All right, here we go. Next round. Uh, Round three. Christmas Story or Scrooged? Christmas Story. Christmas Christmas Story. story. Yep. Ooh. You guys are advocating for Bill Murray so much. Um, Okay, Christmas Vacation... Or Friday after next. Friday. So, it's
4: got to be
5: Christmas vacation. <laughs> Sorry. A ride, a ride with my dog, Cube,
1: <laughs> Cat Williams. Oh, man. Next one Die Hard or while you were sleeping? Die Hard. I oh, don't know. Best Wait, Man no. Holiday, you mean?
5: well oh. Best Man Holiday, but it's, no. it don't matter. It's Die Hard anyway. No. Why you was why you were sleeping? It's die lost Hard versus to best, best Man, man Holiday.
1: holiday. Oh, I'm sorry. I read, I missed yeah. it because that one went into that cell. So, yeah, sorry. Wait, here we go. I'm going to do way, it clean. Either way, here we go. it's die. Die Hard or uh, the Best Man Holiday? Die Hard. It's, it's die Hard. Sorry. sorry. No sorry. Question. Holiday lost, so all I right. don't care anymore. Last one. Last one for the semifinals <laughs> The Santa Claus or Home Alone? Home Alone. Home Alone? Home Alone. Home Alone. Okay, here we go. We are final in the final four. four. First matchup A Christmas Story or National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation?
2: Christmas Vacation. Christmas Vacation. Christmas vacation. Yeah, Christmas vacation oh, for sure.
1: Gotta be. This, this is, is a good where, final four. Know, it's Christmas story, Christmas vacation versus Die Hard versus Home Alone. So Die Hard or Home Alone?
3: Home Alone. Home
5: alone. No, I'm going home alone. Home, alone. Home, alone. home alone for sure.
1: Now this is okay.
2: Tough. This, this is it. This is it. We're in the finals. This Is <laughs> it's it? It's Home Alone, Christmas vacation or Home Alone? It's Home Alone. I've for watched me. both. I've watched both in the last week. And though I love both vacation. deeply, I'm going Christmas vacation. Oh,
1: wow. it's home, home
4: Alone for me. me.
1: The best, the best one of all time. The the only thing about Christmas Vacation for me is when I'm sitting down with the full family and watching it, the pool scene and the little hubba hubba at the glove counter. You know, it's just a little like I don't need the sexual innuendo with the little there's kids. It's natural. I mean, I'm not making an excuse, but right. I mean, that was. Come on, we know like, what it the is. whole comedy
2: institution was known for, you know. Yeah,
1: being lewd. It, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, there's your winner for the ultimate Christmas movie bracket A Christmas Vacation. There it is. Well, before we wrap things up, I want to thank Drew Holcomb for joining us today. And like the last few episodes, all the songs on today's episode you can find on our Spotify playlist a very relevant christmas i guess it's the last few days before christmas so if you need a soundtrack for opening the presents go go uh, go grab it it's 450 songs so you can just hit play and just let it play till new year you know it's a, it's a great playlist also make sure to hit up relevantmagazine.com every weekday where we are covering the intersection of faith culture and everything in between god life culture justice good stuff Follow us on all the socials. Sign up for our newsletter there at the website to get our top five trending stories sent to your inbox every weekday morning. And be on the lookout for our next digital issue coming in the next couple of weeks. All right. On that note, we'll wrap it up. I'm Cameron i I'm Derek Miner. I'm Emily Brown. All right. We'll see you on Friday. Have a great week, everyone.
2: I had a black eye that day and just popped it right on.
0: Relevant Podcast Network.
4: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time.